0: So, in the late 80s, on the outskirts of New Delhi, this young primatologist named Iqbal Malik was studying macaques living at a medieval fort called Tughlikabad.
1: So, after some time, after a year or so, we realized that our subjects, the monkeys we had identified, we couldn't see them in the field. One day, we couldn't see Kamal. Second day, we could not see Kusum also. Third day, we could not see Yatim. I mean, every day then Bhura Singh disappeared. Then then we didn't know what to do. We knew that there's something wrong. Something is happening, but we didn't know what was happening.
0: One evening, Malik got a phone call. It was one of her field workers who lived in the village next to the fort.
1: And they say, Madam, they're taking the monkeys away. Please come quickly.
0: She and her team rushed to trail the truck and followed it to the Delhi Municipal Corporation headquarters. And there, through the truck's headlights and cages on the roadside, were the monkeys. The team sat for a dharna, or sit-in protest, and secured their release that night.
1: During these 10, 15 days, when our animals were disappearing, we not only missed our animals, we also saw its effect on the group. You know, Kamal, Uh, one of the females, she lost her faith in humans. She became so aggressive towards humans. Bhura Singh, one of the males, not Bhura Singh, I think it was Hukka Singh, he became so quiet. One monkey, male, who was so friendly, he just lost faith, he just disappeared. I mean, look at the trauma they went through.
2: This is the Undark Podcast. I'm Lydia Chain. Malik eventually pieced together why the monkeys had been trapped. The government had expanded the fort into a tourist site, destroying a water source in the process. The monkeys went looking for water and began pestering a nearby air force base, which called up the municipal corporation to get rid of the monkeys. Malik's MC had no real plan as to where they were gonna put them, so long as they were away from the base. As humans expand their own habitats, they come into increasing contact with wildlife with deer, bears, boar, elephants. In India, macaque monkeys are a particular problem. They're smart, social, and resourceful, and often a menace to nearby humans, who, to be fair, have destroyed much of their habitat. So far, monkeys have caused hundreds of millions of dollars of damage across the country and forced the government to spend many more millions on potential solutions, mostly to no avail. In the northern hill state of Himachal Pradesh, the current plan is sterilization but some question if it's the right approach, or if it's even being used the right way. Yardane Amron has the story.
0: Shimla is the state capital of Himachal and usually overrun with tourists in the summer. But in July, travel's restricted because of COVID-19, and the main drag called Mall Road feels mum. Shops are opening late and shuttering early. Policemen are out enforcing a new mask ordinance. At the start of the pandemic, local news reported that even the monkeys had left the city for lack of food. But it was clear they were back, or perhaps had never fully left. They loomed on the roofs and in the trees.
3: You we know, are getting uh, so many problems.
0: This is Krishan Gopal, a tea seller.
3: They keep jumping on roofs. They break the roofs. They break the pipelines, and uh, uh, sometimes they take our clothes. So uh, we 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 just lure them. We 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 offer them food. So, to get our clothes back. But, you know, Jesus just tore them apart. Um, the government should do something. It should take them away from here or anything.
0: Without skipping a beat, Gopal gestured down an alley where he said a few days ago a woman had gotten frightened and died in a nearby neighborhood.
3: She was uh, uh, out there for drying clothes. Monkeys came and uh, sca- she was scared and she fell off and died. So... It's it's very 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 serious.
0: These days, Shimla breaks the local news bubble about three things mostly: water crisis, gridlock traffic, and as the media has dubbed it, monkey menace. It seemed every other local had their own personal monkey story, and a mix of mostly horrible but sometimes humorous reports abound. Monkey attacks tourists for ice cream cone, throws stolen money down on people, raids government office and destroys official files steals child from mother's arms. In 2019, about 10 people were bitten by macaques per day on average. It wasn't always like this, though. You see, almost uh, 45 years back, when I was a kid,
3: it was uh, early 70s. So I could see monkeys
0: around the city. This is Sanjay Chauhan, the former mayor of Shimla. He's also on the leadership team of a local peasant organization called Himachal Kisan Sabha. And particularly, there is a place, Jaku. There is one
3: temple, and so it was confined to that place, only it was not widespread in the city. So
0: now with the passage of the time, it has changed, and now I think it is a menace. Like in Tughlaqabad, as the monkey's habitat changed, conflict increased. Starting in the 70s, the government intensified commercial logging and hydro development. Streams and springs dried up. Diverse fruit-rich forests were raised, submerged, and fragmented and in their place were planted monoculture pine plantations for their lucrative resin. Many big animal populations declined sharply, but monkeys, like their human relatives, proved especially resilient. Himachal's Department of Agriculture has cited research estimating crop damage statewide by wild animals, especially monkeys, at 400 to 500 crores per year. At the current exchange rate, that's between 54 and 68 million dollars, which is equal to between a third and a quarter of Himachal's annual agriculture budget in recent years. This has led to farmers abandoning their fields, or on the outskirts of Shimla, even beginning to lease spaces to car dealers to park their extra inventory. Inside the city, monkeys have learned to target women, children, and the elderly. Now, If you uh, go around the
3: city, You'll find, you'll find the balconies of the people, they are fenced because of these monkeys. You'll find big doors, steel doors, in the uh, houses of the people. You will find now that monkeys are free and people are caged.
0: It's true that there are few open balconies to be seen in Shimla, but people haven't just been giving monkeys free reign of the city. Chauhan says initially the de facto policy was simple translocation. It is not only Shimla monkeys which have been displaced
3: from one place to other place. Whenever there is some pressure from people on the government, what they do? They want to give immediate relief to the people. They just load a truck of monkeys and take a just in the nearby areas. If from Mandi, they may take it to Kulu. From Kulu, they may take it to other place in Mandi. From Shimla, they may take it to other place. So to give relief to a particular area, to a section of people in a particular area, you want to create a problem in the other area, that can never be a solution. You have to come with a holistic approach so that it the relief should be given people
4: in totality. And I was asked if I could uh, do something to address this problem of monkey. So that was the time in 2003 that I actually was interested with this thing that to do some trials.
0: This is Dr. Sushil Sood, a wildlife veterinarian working with the government of Himachal Pradesh. Sood actually thought that culling the population down to a more manageable size would be the best approach. But because in Hindu culture, monkeys are believed to be an incarnation of Hanuman, the Hindu monkey god, A government-backed slaughter wasn't politically feasible.
4: And and that's that's when uh, it came to my mind that in case we are not able to kill monkeys, I came up with an idea that let's put sterilization as the first priority for the time being so as to reduce their number and the birth rate, which was increasing every year.
0: Between 1990 and 2004, the macaque population doubled to an estimated 300,000 across the state. And sterilization was supposed to be the answer. It was supposed to be scientific and systematic. It was supposed to be the core of a holistic approach to resolve the conflict. But today, citizens, activists, and some ex-officials say the program has by and large failed. In fact, it may be exacerbating the conflict yet again by misplacing and mishandling monkeys. And with no solution in sight, some people have begun taking the problem into their own hands. But before we get too deep into that, here's sued on the start of the sterilization program. So we had to start from basically from scratch about
4: what sort of anesthesia for how long duration, anatomy, where we need to intervene, cage design, operation theater, post-operative care
0: design, the facility. All the mechanisms were standardized, starting from catching of monkeys, the sterilization procedure for both males and females, and then they release back into the wild. And after two years of trials in 2007, the state government approved the program and built a monkey sterilization center just outside of Shimla, the first one in the country. Sue got the center up and running, and then six months later, he left for a doctorate in Australia.
4: So I think we were in a pretty good position before I left and handed over the baton to somebody else for the project to progress and smoothly.
0: And for a while, smooth it seemed. The Forest Department built seven more sterilization centers across the state. A new laser technique cut the procedure from 30 to 3-ish minutes and recovery from 21 to 3 days. At the peak, the government could handle more than 100 sterilizations a day, though they recently capped it at 50 to ensure quality. By 2012, the government was sterilizing over 20,000 monkeys per year. Plans for 25 new centers were announced and... A target was set to ramp up to 200,000 sterilizations by the end of the year. So as
4: per our calculation, it would have taken approximately 15 to 20 years. And by that time, we would have a population uh, which was uh, very less and the conflict would have reduced to an extent where there, there would be no objection from farmers and people as such about the monkey population. But unfortunately, it's not gone that way.
0: The centers were never built. And rather than ramping up, annual sterilization started falling and hovered around 15,000. Instead, the monkeys had gotten wise and the people sloppy. And over time, the
4: monkeys could identify the monkey catchers, their vehicles, everything.
0: Just the sound of the engine of the monkey catcher's truck would prompt a distress call that sent the whole troop into the canopy.
4: And they outsmarted us by 2012-13, where they could. there were very few monkeys that could be caught from any area as such.
0: While the government had streamlined the surgery procedure, they'd cut corners on the catch and release component. On paper, a forest guard is required to accompany each monkey catcher into the field to ensure monkeys are released in the same location they're caught. This is critical to maintain the troop's complex and sensitive social dynamics.
4: These monkeys, they'll have a particular social hierarchy in their troop. So if you don't catch the troop properly, they tend to exhibit all, said this
0: aggressiveness and then become more ferocious and because of the social disruption of the troop. But when Sud came back to the center in 2013, he noticed things had changed.
4: Over a period of time, the monitoring mechanism diluted and that gave some sort of a liberty to the uh, concerned monkey catching team which brought the monkeys. They were in the later stage doing all this thing independently rather than any government official monitoring whether they were being released at the same place or not.
0: And since the government uses a bounty system, the incentive is to catch as many monkeys as possible as fast as possible. These days, it pays catchers a thousand rupees per monkey caught, enough for five or six meals at a daba or roadside restaurant. And then in 2018, Sud left the center. Yeah, there were certain issues with which I was um,
4: I was not uh, happy to compromise with certain principles of mine and uh, the way it should function so I had to I opted out of this project as such
0: I see and so you left at your on your own on your own accord or were these sort of issues you brought them up and then they did they transfer you i, I I've talked to many government officials who you know bring up some issue with the program that they're working on and when they when they make a little bit of a stir instead of you know the change that should happen happening the the their higher-ups just transfer them somewhere else
4: that's that's you you have just nailed it
0: down disciplinary transfer is a widespread practice in the indian government in a particularly egregious example a honest civil servant was transferred from department to department 53 times over 26 years for doggedly exposing corruption Last year, the Himachal government sterilized about 8,000 monkeys statewide, its lowest total since 2008, and futile considering monkey birth rates. Nonetheless, at the Forest Department's Wildlife Wing, the Principal Chief Conservator Savita Sharma is all about big numbers, real and theoretical.
5: Till date, uh, we have been able to carry out uh, sterilization of uh, around 1,63,000 monkeys.
0: That's 163,000 in 14 years.
5: And uh, scientifically speaking, uh, uh, the analysis says that by doing the sterilization of 1,63,000 monkeys, we've been able to control the potential birth of more than 4.95 lakhs monkeys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is an established report right. which has been carried out by an established organization under ministry.
0: Established or not, the monkey census she's citing is not as clear cut.
5: The
4: forest department has uh, conducted at least three census for monkey populations. And every time the technique of census or the methodology has changed. So it, it becomes difficult for any person or any organization to, mm, should, to evaluate the success or failure of that
0: project. Even in the conclusion of a few population status reports, the authors call the data they were provided, quote, problematic, biased, and poor, end quote. Here's the thing, though. Even if the monkey population is decreasing, and that's a big if, what is clear, according to locals, is that the conflict is increasing. At the biggest hospital in the city, Indira Gandhi Medical College, monkey bike cases have increased by nearly 130% since 2012. Nonetheless, Sharma is firm that catch, sterilize, and release is working as designed.
5: What happens is, when the monkeys are caught from a particular area, while handing over the monkey, there would be a signature of a forest guard, there would be a signature of the local panchayat representative, there would be a signature of the uh, monkey catching team uh, captain. And generally, a, a video recording also is done. After all, I mean, I cannot say for sure that 100% of the monkeys were being released at the same site. I mean, there could be one or two cases here and there. Rule is that they are supposed to be s- uh, releasing the monkeys at the same very place from where they were caught.
0: But as Sood said, the monitoring had lapsed. And the problem isn't just a few select irregularities. For one, a veteran forest guard from the Great Himalayan National Park said a truck or two of local monkeys were caught and taken for sterilization in Shimla about a six-hour drive away. But The trucks came back mixed with the aggressive Shimla monkeys. Here's the guard, Narottam Singh.
5: Now these monkeys come, they are standing on on your roof, they're watching what you're making, they're not afraid of you. Earlier monkeys, the monkeys from here, if you just did this, you would not even know where they went. You know, they were so scared. But these monkeys are just not scared. They don't even move if you try to scare them. The problem is happening at the sterilization center where they're just, they, for them it's just monkeys. But you cannot pick a monkey from here and leave them in another range. And you cannot, you know, pick a monkey from Shiraj division and leave them in this park. There are different uh, categories of monkeys, there are different temperaments.
0: Sood said sometimes people would even show up to the sterilization center in Shimla.
4: And say that, yeah,
0: uh,
4: monkeys are being released in their areas and they have caught some people releasing the monkeys. And then they, they have made complaints to the forest department about it. But certainly there is some sort of truth in this, that monkeys were being dumped from one place to another.
0: Starting in 2016, an international team of primatologists spent two years in Shimla studying the human-monkey conflict. They were also told by the forest department that monkeys are released in the same place they're caught, that the rules are being followed. But the team knew this not to be true. Not entirely, at least, because they'd learned to individually identify about 150 monkeys across three troops. Um,
6: and so I think about 15 monkeys from this group disappeared. And then another the group that we were following, I uh, think at least, at least 10 disappeared.
0: This is Stefano Kaburu, a primatologist at the University of Wolverhampton in the UK, who led the research team.
6: And uh, We know they were caught. Uh, because we actually saw them in the, in the cages. Uh, and so at that time uh, since we our, me and my sisters were very upset, uh, because also you kind of get attached to these monkeys because you saw you see them every day and you follow them and, and you hope you also can get a lot of data out of them before, uh, before doing any intervention. Uh, but then eventually they're trapped. So I just want to make sure that these monkeys were then
0: released back. And after talking to the forest department, Kaburu went to the sterilization center to identify the monkeys he wanted released.
6: Uh, but interestingly, like not all of the monkeys came back, basically only one or two, the others were still gone. So then never, we never saw them back, basically into the group. Uh, we also saw a cage there, it was a huge cage, uh, where I think there were 40 monkeys there. Uh, and uh, we identified one of the um, uh, Jakku monkeys as well there, who was a very young uh, female. Um, and so, and they told us that those monkeys are those that they are not. They are not planning to put back in the field uh, in their own uh, um, kind of group. Um, and so, because they were planning to kind of take away from some of the monkeys from the from the wild, basically, and put them in cages.
0: By 2016, with the program still underperforming, locals and politicians alike began alleging corruption. Under pressure, the government released records of its payments to monkey catchers, but the payments were exorbitant and for many only proved their point. One local politician called the program, quote, the biggest scam in the forest department, end quote. Sharma, the head of the wildlife wing, denies the allegations of
1: corruption. For 14 years, sterilization has been going on in Himachal and in these 14 years, they have not been able to convert their forests into monkey-friendly forests. The measures are half-hearted, the measures are incomplete.
0: This is Iqbal Malik again, the primatologist and monkey activist from the beginning. Malik's solution to the conflict is to build sanctuaries, One for rural Himachal monkeys, and an urban one for the Shimla monkeys, both filled with fruit and enclosed by high walls to keep the monkeys in.
1: And that is where I saw corruption. They did not follow it because that way they were earning a lot of money. If they followed what I said, there was no money for them. There was no money for anyone. It was a totally transparent system of making a sanctuary, running a sanctuary, everything.
0: In 2007, the Himachal government actually set up a fruit-stocked monkey park in a neighborhood outside Shimla. This was a smaller, more haphazard version of Malik's vision, and it didn't work. The monkeys that had been translocated into the park ate all the food, escaped, and then ransacked nearby fields. Still, according to Sharma, the main reason the government doesn't want to build an actual full-fledged sanctuary is financial. The Forest Department receives just 2% of the state's annual budget. The government's priorities are elsewhere. Others wonder about the ethics.
6: Yeah, and also sometimes I think about the ethical issues with that because you know, we are destroying the monkey habitat. And so I think rather than, than uh, thinking about monkey sanctuaries, well, the solution I think that we should come up with, it's my personal opinion, is that uh, um, we should uh, find a way to um, uh, kind of promote the coexistence of monkeys and humans. And through that, rather than killing monkeys, we should uh, kind of train the monkeys and train people to live together. I think that's the, you know I think the best solution uh, is to is to promote coexistence. Uh, it's obviously not easy to do. It's, it's very challenging. But I think uh, we have the means to do that. Uh, or at least uh, we we have the knowledge you know how, how to do that.
0: Recently, the government re-declared monkeys across the state "quote unquote" vermin, which permits local citizens to kill monkeys in specific areas, including all of Shimla. This was supposed to be a relief for farmers, but few people are shooting the monkeys. For one, many residents still consider them holy, and for another, the government banned hunting about 50 years ago, so few people still own guns. Instead, some people have started poisoning them. In June, activists posted a video on YouTube taken in 2019 in a village an hour out of Shimla. It's late at night and a bunch of young guys are crowded around a cardboard box with a limp monkey inside. The cameraman starts narrating in Hindi. Friends, look here. Somebody has poisoned this female monkey. This has been going on for days. They're giving poison to monkeys. She has a little baby. Look at the baby, it's so small, clinging to its mother so desperately. The video goes on for a while as the man narrates. The mother goes in and out of consciousness. He emphasizes how much pain she's in, how scared the baby must be. And then they pronounce her dead. He continues, If any government employee is watching this video, it's our humble request to get these people to stop poisoning monkeys. You government must find another solution other than getting monkeys killed. At least according to the comments though, not everyone agreed. Just bury the monkey with the baby. Keep poisoning them. Tikkia mardia, or did good by killing it. It's just a macaque, there are way too many. Sharma says they've received no official reports yet.
5: And uh, and whatever story you're doing has to be positive because we are doing with a very, very positive attitude. <laughs> okay. No negativity. Thank you
0: so much. Okay. And the story will be <laughs> what the story is. <laughs> <You
5: know? laughs> no, I mean, generally, you know, generally what people do is Forest Department is not doing this, not doing that. I mean, no, there, there are issues. The,
0: the, the, story, the story will be all the different people that I've talked yeah, to I mean, and what the, they're feeling. But I would say that talking about this issue, is this a positive issue? No, there's there's people that are getting very hurt. <laughs> so like it's more complicated than being just a straight positive issue, no?
5: No, it is, it is not a positive issue. It is not a negative issue. Issue is that whatever efforts could a department make are being made
3: our department is receptive all the suggestions yes,
5: we are positive. We are receptive. We are, we are always there to look for the new uh, uh, suggestions. We implement the suggestion. Also, we are happy to take people on board
2: in in dealing with it. thanks for this story and for joining me here.
0: No problem. I'm excited to talk about human monkey conflict.
2: So I know that in some cases around the world where there's a nuisance animal, be that white-tailed deer or pigeons or rodents, some people have tried to control a population with chemical birth control rather than sterilization. Is that an option here?
0: Um, It is an option, and the Indian government is exploring that option actually more so than it ever has before because... Uh, sterilization has had its issues in multiple states, but there's still some issues with contraception. Unlike sterilization, which, you know, you you take a monkey in, you sterilize it, it's sterilized, it's forever. Contraception, you have to administer either uh, with an injection or orally once a year. That means catching the monkeys in some capacity. Maybe you don't have to transport them to a sterilization center and you've, you've, uh, you've solved that problem, but monkeys are still tricky to catch. And then also there's a bureaucratic, uh, complication, which is that right now they're for trials importing this, uh, contraception from the U S at a hundred dollars a pop, which is Way more money than they're spending per monkey on sterilization. So if they they would have to start producing This in India, which as far as I understand hasn't started yet. So it's so it's it's tricky situation Uh, different techniques have different problems
2: In the story you spend a bit of time discussing all the factors that led up to this population explosion what else is important to understand about the situation, about how this conflict began?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I I, I think that there's a lot of focus on the population having exploded, um, and that's why you get proposed solutions like sterilization and like uh, contraception, um, because those are specifically targeting population, and the issue with that hyper focus on population is that it ignores actually what is the more fundamental the more fundamental issue at play here which is habitat fragmentation uh you have conflict between humans and monkeys happening in both rural and urban spaces to higher degrees because their habitat has been fragmented there's deforestation happening there's lots of um there's Increased development, um, big development projects happening all over Himachal right now, but it's much more difficult uh, to address that problem <laughs> or to at least link that problem to monkey-human conflict because it would require a, ve- a much bigger Reconception um, and uh, Reworking of how to solve this problem There's, and to be honest, there are no shortcuts. Oh, and I should, I'm sorry for going on Lydia, but actually I think one of the key, the key pieces here that, uh, that, that, that needs to be mentioned is that climate change has to be a part of this conversation. That climate change in our warming world, especially in the Himalayas where temperatures are rising faster than they are in other parts of the world, um, this is leading to wildlife migrating to new areas and what happens they migrate to cities and you find leopards in cities and 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 uh, antelope on farmland and so uh, if scientists the government these transnational institutions were really serious about solving any sort of wildlife conflict but here specifically this monkey human conflict they would have to uh, bring climate change into the conversation
2: Dane Amron is a freelance journalist based in Vancouver, British Columbia. Our music is produced by the Undark team, and additional music in today's episode is from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech. I'm your host, Lydia Chain. See you next month.